final confirmation on 1 Corinthians 6-2 about this. It says, Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Do you not know that we are to judge the angels? Okay? And so the magistrates are the people who are in the Lord's kingdom making the plans uh, to defeat the enemy with the Lord Jesus as our leader. Okay? The scene two was when the magistrates went outside of the Father's house, and they, we were all gathered uh, in a great crowd by a riverbank, observing this dance of three men on a riverbank. Um, on our side, we were on the good side, and then across the river from us, there was um, a, an unseen enemy. Okay, and these, um, so what this was, is a, a, was a victory dance, and it was also a war dance that these three men were doing. Okay, so let me explain to you what I saw. Um, what I saw were three muscular, very large men, very muscular men, all right? And these three men were um, three different skin colors, white, like a light brown, and then a dark black skin color, okay? And I believe this represents all the colors of the people in the human race, okay? But I also believe that the three men represent the Trinity, okay? And so as these three men start to do this, this sort of a line dance, um, there's a lag between the three men because there's a clear partition between the first one who was closest to the crowd and the other two men that were on the riverbank um, in a row, okay? And so as this first person was leading the other three, they were sort of looking to him. There was like a little lag. They were all doing the same exact line dance, but there was a lag, all right? And so... Um, it was sort of like a victory dance, um, and this is after the rapture, and the crowd is on the other side, the safe side of the river, okay? And as the, the three men are doing this line dance, and there's like a lag between them, all of a sudden the partition, this clear plexiglass sort of uh, thing is removed from between the three, the first man and the second three men, then all of a sudden um, the line dance becomes in unison, and they all start to dance exactly in perfect synchronicity synchronicity and uh, the crowd is in awe and admiration as they start cheering and it's like uh, it's really exciting to see this because it was so beautiful and it was so incredible and these men are so strong and it was really a demonstration of the lord's power and might before an enemy before we go to war okay and so um then when i saw this i'm standing in the crowd i said this is my favorite dance now okay and what I think the first person uh, that was closest to the crowd was, I think that represented the Holy Spirit and is separated from the Father and the Son while, uh, until we are rejoined with the Lord in heaven. And then the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit will be reunited and his perfect plan will go into execution and he will war against the enemy and defeat the enemy. All right. And so the Lord gave me two incredible scriptures to go along with this. Um, and I can't believe that exactly what I saw is um, in the scripture. In the Song of Solomon 6.13, it says, Shulamite, return, return, that we may look upon you. Why should you look upon the Shulamite as a, upon a dance before two armies? That's exactly what the Lord showed me in this dream, and I was not familiar with that scripture, so I was really super excited. And um, 2 Samuel 6, verses 14 to 15, it talks about David dancing before the Lord, and David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. And David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. And this next last one was Master 9-1 is about um, how the 
enemies of the Lord are overcome by the Lord. And, um, and it says, um, on the very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mastery over them, the reverse occurred. The Jews gained the mastery over those who hated them. Okay. And so that was the end of the first part. Um, in the middle of the night, I woke up. It was 1.11 when I woke up and looked at the clock, unbelievably. And I woke up, I prayed, because I did not remember most of this dream. And I told the Lord that if he wanted me to publish this dream and, and share it with people, I needed the memory. And if he not, I would let it go. So I went back to sleep, and the Lord continued the dream. It, it was amazing. Um, and so I had the third part of the dream, um, and it was, um, there were some elements that were the same. Um, there was a river in the third part of the dream, and in the river, um, I was crossing this river. I was driving a car in light rain, and I was in the countryside. There were rolling green hills in the countryside, okay? And I had the, the impression that I was on my way back from a very long journey, and I was crossing over the river, which I believe is the rapture, all right? And as I crossed over this river, it was I drove over what appeared to be a small, narrow footbridge, and um, as I kept driving right in front of me, I was driving up to a large house with many rooms, which I believe is the father's house, all right? And this house was filled with golden light. It was coming from all the windows and emanating and shining out of all the windows of the house, okay? And um, as I drive up to the house, I see that there's a, a very large parking lot in front and a very large parking lot to the side of it for many people to, to park. And, um, um, but I continued on to the back of the house and, and I hear myself saying, I told them I'd meet them in the back. Okay. So I drive through the parking lot and as I'm driving, I'm noticing to my left, there's many, many rooms in this house and to the right, there's very, a ton of parking lot spaces, but almost every other parking space was for handicapped people. It was like, um, it was like blue handicapped uh, spaces for people who would be coming, but were handicapped, okay? And so, now I do not believe, of course, that there will be people who have handicaps in, in, in heaven, but I believe this is symbolic of the people that will be taken that are disabled, all right? And so, I drove to the back of the house, and um, at back where the staff parked, okay? And I went to the back of the house, and I was very surprised to see that behind the large uh, mansion, there was, there was a, um, there was a, another building that was adjoined by a covered enclosed breezeway and this whole thing was it had golden light coming out of it so there was golden light in the first large house there's golden light that was coming out of the breezeway and there was golden light that was coming out of this second smut building in the back and it was a nursery in the very back and as i drive up i come to the end of the parking lot and it sort of dead ends and i'm looking straight into the nursery and there's a woman sitting right in the window nursing a baby and um, so I, I realized I have to turn around and park. And as I turn around and park, the light rain that's falling on the car and me is suddenly turned into a heavy rain. And as I turn around, um, several things happen at once. First of all, the parking lot was completely filled. And I had passed a few people that were parking on the way back. But then all of a sudden, I looked at all the parking spaces that I could see were filled. And I started to get worried because I was like, where am I going to park? Um, the second thing I saw was I saw a friend of mine that I know in real life. She parked her car and she got out with a baby stroller, uh, but she also had an older child with her. And uh, her, she has a daughter, and uh, she didn't look like herself, though. She had somehow been changed, and I believe that's the rapture as well. 
her body was changed and I didn't look like herself in real life. Um, I only recognized her because the essence of who she was and her spirit was showing in her face and, and her and her clothing. All right. And so she got out of the car and so did her daughter. All right. And then as I turned around as well, this heavy rain is coming down. I see my friend, all the spaces are taken up. And then I look and the second I start to worry about where I'm going to park, a double wide spot is immediately in front of me, an extra large spot. And um, it's right park it is right next to like a dumpster. And um, my car turns into a baby stroller and I put the baby stroller into the extra wide spot. Okay. And as I look to my right, there's this like dumpster symbolically. And then on the ground next to the dumpster is a uh, light pink. It looks like a diaper genie wool. Okay. And, um, and there was a and all around me, by the way, are, there's no men. There's only strong women in this particular area. And um, this woman was a very strong, powerful woman, and she just looked at me and she said to me, we won't need this. And as she was picking up this Divergini roll and putting it on the ground to get rid of it. Okay. And that was where my my dream ended. Okay. And so I believe this is a, what I just witnessed in this third part of the dream was a symbolic representation of the rapture of the church, as well as uh, the babies and people that are handicapped. I do not believe, obviously, the babies will need diapers in heaven. Um, so I believe that the Lord is an all-consuming fire, and um, that this is um, that while they they will be able to eat like we will, um, there won't be any need for diapers or anything like that because um, our bodies are changed, and I believe the babies will be changed and, and the children will be changed as well when they're taken up to heaven. Um, so. The Lord gave me two three confirming scriptures to go along with us. The first one was Jeremiah thirty one fifteen. Um, it talks about the children being taken. A voice is heard in Rama, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. And um, then the Lord gave me Isaiah twenty two to twenty three, and. Um, this is incredible. It talks about um, how the Lord is going to bring um, the children up to heaven. And thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations and raise my signal to the peoples, and they shall bring your sons in their arms, and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulder. Kings shall be your foster fathers, and queens your nursing mothers. With their faces to the ground, they shall bow down to you and lick the dust of your feet. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Those who wait for me shall not be put to shame. So it, I know in the scripture it has a couple of different interpretations, um, but the kings and queens, those are the rapture. We are the we are the promised nation of the, of the Lord. He promises we shall become kings and queens. Now, their faces will bow down to you and lick the dust of your feet. Some people interpret this as the kings and queens bowing down, but I believe it's the faces of the mothers and the fathers that come to get their, when they're saved, they come to heaven and they're reunited with their families and they'll be so grateful to us for taking care of their children while they uh, contended with their own uh, salvation by accepting Jesus and, and living a good life uh, through, and coming out of the tribulation. Um, and so um, I think this is a incredible dream. I hope it blesses you. And um, if you don't know Jesus, I would highly encourage you to accept the Lord as your savior um, it's the only way to stand in front of the Father in heaven. Um, the Lord gives us free will, and the solution for that free will 
is Jesus Christ. Jesus is God come down from heaven. He was born, died a terrible death, and was resurrected on the third day for you to re to recompense for your sins. All right, and so the only way to stand before the Father is to accept Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, and then you'll be counted worthy and pure to stand before the Holy God in heaven. God bless you.